With Halloween just around the corner, my family has plenty of tricks and treats planned. But thanks to Pampers, one thing I have never been afraid of is a leaky diaper. Fear no leaks with new and improved Pampers Swaddlers, now featuring a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. We've always looked forward to getting the girls dressed up for Halloween when they were babies. And with Pampers, we knew that in addition to being absolutely adorable in their costumes, they would be dry, clean, and comfortable. With Swaddlers, you can rest assured that you have superior leak protection while keeping baby skin healthy. Pampers Breathe Free Liner wicks away wetness, allowing baby skin to breathe, while the lockaway channels help keep baby skin dry and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Pamper Swaddlers are available in sizes newborn to size 8 and now feature designs with the newest animal characters, Shiloh the Elephant and Freddy the Duck. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. A little update on our March 27th live recording of Latina to Latina. You did it. You sold out our early bird tickets. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There is still time to grab your regular tickets while they last. Again, the details. We are partnering with our friends at Poderistas to bring you a conversation with New York Times bestselling author Sochil Gonzalez. It is happening at the William Vale in Brooklyn on March 27th. You can find the link to purchase tickets on our Instagram page at Latina to Latina or online at Alicia Menendez XO. I cannot wait to see you. Hey, D, can you hear me? Yes, bitch. I think being the only Latinas in the room strengthen our bond or something. Like we got telekinesis or something. Yeah, telekinesis. Diablo. Yo, you know what I think? They think that we Latinx. Yeah, I think, I think we are. I think that's what it is. You sure? How you know? This is what they're calling us. I'm pretty sure they keep looking at us when they say it. Who is us? Childhood friends Darlene DeMorisi and Sasha Mercy were working at a hotel in Midtown Manhattan when they started making funny Instagram videos to entertain themselves. Those videos about everything from what happens when your sister steals your clothes to the things a New York girl cannot resist took off. Now Darlene and Sasha have a new series on Fuse, Like, Share, Dimelo, where they take on pop culture, politics, dating, all with no filter. Today, we talk about growing up as funny, outspoken kids, their plan for a total takeover beyond Insta, and how they've stayed true to who they are as the stakes start to rise. So how do you two know each other? Okay, so my family and her family were friends way before we were even born. So we would always see each other at family gatherings when we were younger, and then we started getting very close in our teenage years. And that's when we found out we were identical. <laughs> identical. Yes, indeed. Uh, Dee, what was Sasha like as a kid? Sasha was very artistic. Like, I remember when I would see Sasha, especially because when we were kids, we kind of hated hearing about each other because our, our parents would kind of pin us against each other. Like, my mother would always be like, oh, you know, Sasha is is doing um, a play in her school, in her in her middle school, in high school, and this and that. And, I, and then her aunt, who was raising her, would be like, oh, well, you know, D gets straight A's all the time. So we would just be tired of hearing each other about each other all the time. And we'd be like, I don't even want to hear it. But when we started becoming uh, a little older and we were forming our own opinions about one another, 
I just remember her being super artistic, always drawing, always singing, always creating, and so loving. Her energy always, like, the first thing you would see when you see Sasha, especially when she was younger, well, still now, but, you know, as a first um, impression, is she would always hug you. She was always, like, loving and stuff. So that was how I remember her as a kid. Sasha, what was D like? D was very smart. Like, I just knew... If you want to know something, is like D already. She she knew facts all the time. So my aunt was always telling me that she had straight A's. I was very impressed by how young she was and how she was how she would able to like articulate herself. And I'm like, man, I'm over here being an artsy farty, and I can't even express myself like she she can. But um, one of the things that I do definitely remember is that D has a huge heart. And she's just willing to help anybody. She she's she's willing to save everybody. And that's one thing that I admire about her. Like she's amazing. Dee, when you were kids, did you think that comedy was in the cards for you? I knew that it was gonna be in the cards in some shape or form. I come from a very funny family. Everyone's always roasting each other. And then my older brother also was very into comedy. And there was one TV in the house. I would have to watch what he was watching because there was no other option. And he, at a very early age, I knew about Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy. So I knew that I wanted to do it because um, it was something that would show my humor. And also if I felt very strongly about something or if I wanted to just talk about something that I recently learned about, that can be a snooze fest. But if you make it into humor, if you make it funny, then everybody wants to listen to it. And Sasha, for you? No, I didn't think comedy was ever going to be something that I was going to pursue because I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be the next Whitney Houston. And um, I didn't sing like her, but I wanted to make songs. And just people were always tell me, like, you're funny, like you're you like have a, fr- a funny personality or you know how to make jokes. And that also stems from my family because we don't know how to be serious. And if anything that's, dramatic that happens in the family, we always tend to figure out what's funny. But they've also put me on to Dave Chappelle, Eddie Murphy, and all these great giants that I look up to these these days, you know. Sasha, take me back to, you'd graduated from high school, you're working at a hotel. Mm-hmm. And you start making videos on Instagram. So before the videos, like, what was your plan working at that hotel? To retire and die there. (laughs) Like, that was my plan. My plan was just, you know, make sure I have enough money to pay my rent and possibly, you know, get married and have kids. But the thing is that I always wanted to be an entertainer. I just never put the foot forward to make it happen. And so when Instagram had the video feature... I guess I was just talking about things that were funny to me and my friends. Me and Dee would have conversations and, you know, so things that I felt like was on the mind of everyone around me. I would just do videos about it. And then it started taking off. And then I started doing things here and there. And then I was like, oh, this is this is real. And now, Dee, where were you when you I mean, you graduated from high school. Then what happened for you? I was working in the hotel with Sasha as well. And that was also like, I think that was kind of the beginning of us working together in that way because we were working in this very small basement office with all of these other women. So you can only imagine we were all synced up, estrogen crazy and a lot of drama. Like there was a lot going on in that little office, but we were the comedic relief all the time. So um, I think that's when we were like, yo, I think we could do this. Like, let's just do it. 
Is there something that's getting in the way of your happiness or that's preventing you from achieving your goals? I have found in my own life that talking with someone can make a big difference, but sometimes the logistics, finding the right person, the time to connect, makes things complicated. BetterHelp Online Counseling connects you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. You can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. BetterHelp's licensed professional counselors specialize in everything from depression to relationships to self-esteem. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Best of all, it's an affordable option. Latina to Latina listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code LATINA. So why not join 1 million people who are taking charge of their mental health? Go to betterhelp.com slash Latina. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Latina. Tell me when you were making those first Instagram videos, like were you just turning on the camera and going or were you scripting and plotting and finding time and good lighting to do it? Like how much of it was really being produced and how much of it was off the cuff? So when I first started doing the videos, some of them were like kind of skits and others were just rants. So the rants ones were off the cuff. It's just something that popped into my head. I'm very opinionated. So I would just be like, I don't like this. I don't like toilet. Like I would talk about certain toilet paper, like just silly little things or whatever that would come to my mind. When I was doing the sketches and the skits, that would be like something that would pop into my head. And then I would take the time with that. I wanted good audio. I wanted good lighting. And I decided to like, people didn't understand how time consuming it is to do a skit. Like if you decided to wake up that day at 10 a.m., you probably wouldn't be finished with everything until like, I don't know, 10 p.m. at night. Because you would record it. You have to stop. You have to get things from different angles, make sure the audio is good. And then you have to edit it. And were you learning how to do all of that on the fly? On the fly. To this day, I still don't know how to edit on a computer. When I do edit stuff, I'm doing it off of iMovie on my phone. Sasha, what type of opportunities started to come your way? My my friend, he was really big on my rants and the skits and all that stuff. So he's like, let's create a web series. So we ended up creating a web series called Dating Has No Mercy. I ended up getting auditions for you know, movies and TV shows and stuff like that. But I would be in the room not knowing what the heck I need to do or like sending tapes and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. So a lot of those opportunities started happening for me. It was more more so acting. See, what started coming your way? A lot. Um, I think just with Instagram and doing our skits. And then in 2017, I think it was uh, Vice Media crept up into my DMs and were like, hey, do you want to come in for a screen test? I've been freelancing with them since then. And I have my franchise, The On The Street, where I just go out and ask people questions on whatever's trending. And I learned so much working there, just like production-wise and just hosting-wise. And little things that we were learning alone and on, on the fly with our phones, I would even call Vice almost like my school, in a sense. And then just more, like, you know, now me and Sasha have our show, Like Share Dimelo, it's on Fuse. And if it wasn't for those little videos, none of these other media companies would have paid attention. We also did do an independent film in Dominican Republic a couple years ago. And, you know, it was all through Instagram. Most of my opportunities have been directly through a DM. DM. I do think that sort of is the, the big question of talent in this moment, which is clearly Instagram and before that YouTube were creating 
a different system of talent. And, and as you're describing, a much more democratized system of talent where if you are talented and you have a phone, you can make content. But the question is, how much of that talent can translate and jump to other mediums? I agree. And I think I think that goes to show, we've heard a lot about those stories about people that have millions of, of influencers and no shade either, you know, like, I mean, yeah. not influencers, excuse me, followers. No shade to them, but I've heard many stories where they're very good at what they do when they're controlling it, but once they start working with other people, it doesn't translate. Also, same thing for a stand-up, because I remember the very first time that I did an open mic, me and Sasha went together. This was before I even started doing the Instagram videos. I bombed, obviously, everybody bombed their first time. And then once I started doing the Instagram videos, that kind of gave me the courage to go ahead and, and do stand-up once more. And... I, I do remember just having some people that were already in the stand-up circuit and they doubted us. They doubted me and Sasha because they thought, oh, nobody from Instagram is funny on stage. Uh, so we proved them wrong. So then how did you get good at doing stand-up? I feel like even though it wasn't around a whole bunch of people, I feel like I was always doing stand-up. Because that's how me and my brothers used to talk. So I didn't know that they were. I was being groomed throughout my teenage years on how to make stand up, right? And then when me and Dee started working together, she went to the front desk. And when we were together, everybody was like, "Oh, here comes the show!" Like we were always like at, at work, and will people would gather around us and listen to our stories. Then Dee went to the front desk, and I stayed at um, in instant service in the basement. And it was the same thing. She's over there upstairs making people laugh. I'm making people laugh downstairs, and it was just that was why people wanted wanted us around because we always had jokes. We were always so. I think that it was already embedded in us, and I think the reason why we bombed is because we didn't really understand the talent that we already had and then with the whole um with being able to record our videos and doing that stuff and then actually going on stage and and just doing what we already know that's when things started really changing and it's like oh shit we've been known how to do this shit you know what inspired you to get together and start sancocho your comedy show we wanted to do something that was mostly for us, right? So we were already doing uh, stand-up on our own. She was in LA doing stand-up as well. And we were seeing that a lot of people were putting shows together uh, and, and hosting their own gigs. And it was cool, but we didn't see anything that was for people, for our voice. By your voice, do you mean Latino or do you mean Dominican from the Bronx? Like what, what was missing? I would say Latino and then bring it down a little bit to Latino from the Bronx. But I also think it's just like there's it's not even about ethnicity at this point. I think it's just a a certain type of person and who you are. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the time you watch television and you see that there is a woman on stage or or the main protagonist. She's she's female. And most of her conversations are circled around a man or they're always talking about makeup tutorial or tips or this and that. Right. And no shade, no tea, no shade, because I do all of that, too. But. I just felt like it was different because you hear so much about women not being funny in the media. And, and Sasha always says it as a Dominican, as a Latina, or even just somebody from the Bronx. You know, everybody's funny. It, it, like dudes are not going to stop making fun of you just because you're a girl and you have to have tough skin and come back at it. We wanted to have that voice and show what kind of people we were. And we just wanted to show how, how many how many different layers there are with people like us. And that's pretty much the point. Uh, the reason why we named the show Sancocho, because, you know, in every culture around the world, no matter if you're Latino or Black or Asian or white, 
everyone has a stew, right? That's what a sancocho is. And it has a whole bunch of different things inside of that stew. It was just a mixture. And we wanted to bring that mixture of people up on stage. And I, I thought that that was very important. How did the two of you convert your online fan base to people who would actually show up in person at events? Girl, our fan base is legit, son. So, like, you know, me and Sasha, uh, my, I have 130-something thousand followers. Sasha has, like, 140, I think. So we don't have the biggest following on Instagram, right? There's people that have multi-millions of people. But the people that do follow us, they're real. Like, they really support us. Our community supports us. And the one thing that I, I took away, especially when starting with Instagram, was even looking back now, some of those videos are so cringeworthy and corny to me. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm terrible. But I think it was just the lack of, uh, you know, Caribbean Latina voice in the media that people kind of flocked to the things that we were doing because it's something that's not shown, especially on TV which I think is super confusing. Like, Dominicans are the largest Latino demographic in New York City, and we're all over the place. There's even a huge uh, demographic of Dominicans in Alaska. So I think it was just the lack of people that sounded and looked like us on TV that made our fan base super supportive. Because they're like, whatever you do, even if it's not even completely perfect or, or that funny, we know you're going to grow. We want to see you. So they come out. Every right, Sancocho right. show has been sold out. Yeah. So... <laughs> When my babies were going through their exploration stage, I had so much to worry about. Falling over, bumping heads, what did she just put in her mouth? The list was endless. But when they were in pamper swaddlers, I knew I never had to worry about a leaky diaper. Swaddlers are great for both baby and mommy. They keep your baby's skin healthy and dry with Pampers Breathe-Free Liner, which wicks away wetness, allowing your baby's skin to breathe. Swaddlers have always given me peace of mind knowing that diaper rash and leaky diapers were not in our future. There's also the blow-up barrier at the back waist to help prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blow-ups. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic and free of parabens and latex. Your baby deserves that. And they're available in a wide range of sizes from newborn to size 8. And now feature designs with the newest animal characters, Shiloh the Elephant and Freddy the Duck. Having a diaper you can depend on is important. And it's why I have always loved Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today to start earning rewards with every diapers and wipes purchase. Not to mention, get great parenting content with Pampers Club. Hey, Red, what are you up to? Just making sure all the M&M's gifts are wrapped and the balls filled. Remember that one holiday party when we had no M&M's? Oh, boy, I still have nightmares. The cookies? Yeah, you used all the M&M's candies that were meant to decorate the party treats to decorate snowmen. You did it again, didn't you? <laughs> they do look cute, though. Bringing cheer. M&M's for all fun kind. Hi, Latina to Latina listeners. It's Brenda from Tamarindo Podcast. And if you love Latina to Latina, then we know that you're going to love Tamarindo Podcast. And if you're in the L.A. area and can't make it to the Latina to Latina live event, we'd like to invite you to our event on March 28th. At 6.30 p.m., we're hosting Amigas Blossoming, a night of celebrating and cultivating blossoming friendships. This will be in Highland Park, and all the details to RSVP for free are at tamarindopodcast.com forward slash events. Hey, Latina to Latina listeners, it's Juleika, executive producer of this show. 
I want to invite you to listen to How to Talk to Mommy and Papi About Anything. It's my show that I host, and every week I talk to adult children of immigrant parents, like me, and you probably. Um, we talk about things that are difficult, especially conversations that we've been avoiding with our loved ones. Things like mental illness, being the first to go to college, politics. We get into all of it. Subscribe to How to Talk to Mommy and Papi about anything wherever you listen to your favorite Latina to Latina. Thanks. Your new few show, like Share Dimelo, how did it come together? So we have been talking about doing something on TV or in the media together for a long time. For a long time. Yeah. And we're actually both represented by the same uh, manager. We spoke to her. We were like, we want to do this. You know, we attempted, well, not attempted. We were doing Sancocho as a podcast first before it was a, a stand-up show. And once Sasha moved, we did put it on hiatus for a second. But we were like, we want to bring something up like that again, but just a little bit more formatted. And I know that we were both good on camera. So I was like, let's do something that... We're talking and bringing our, both of our strengths, right? Like Sasha's super, super, super creative, especially when it comes to creating sketches and writing, like storytelling in that way. She's super good at that. And me, um, I still do like the podcast format. I like to have conversations about whatever is trending or whatever is, is you know, topical or, or important at the moment. So I wanted to bring that in as well, but, you know, just not... Basically, think of it of like the the medicine and the candy. We wanted to talk about things that we thought were important to us, but we also wanted it to be humorous and fun and just, you know, right. like. It has been described as a cross between Saturday Night Live and The Real. That's one description. Who said that? I love it. Oh, my God. That's yeah. Awesome. That's a goal, <laughs> baby. I love that. Yeah. I was going to say, is. What is your vision? Like, how that's do you it. want... That's perfect. I love that. That's perfect. Like, you, you said it. Yeah. I want it. It definitely would be great. Because um, Dave Chappelle is definitely... Um, the Dave Chappelle show is definitely a show that's always been ingrained in my head. Because I just loved how his humor... How he would go on stage, he'll talk about, you know, whatever he's talking about. And then the sketches are somewhat of his... Um, his experience as a as an African American as a black man and just make things that way and so that is where authenticity shines right when you stay and you say okay this is who I am this is what I represent this because people are going to identify with it whether they are from your nationality or not mm -hmm. they're going to see where you're coming from and so just making sketches and, and making things that are coming from our perspective and then showing a shining a light as to from the how the outside is seeing us and from us from the inside looking out and just doing sketches like that and that's how we're having our these conversations because in the first episode it's like you know who's who's Latinx and we're just looking around and then we go off to talk about okay what do we actually think you know so the best moment of that thing though is when you guys are um are communicating telepathically with one another yeah. and you're like oh they're talking about us yeah <laughs> I've been in the room I've made eye contact with someone else where I'm like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like what the hell is this yeah, and I think that, that you see, like, to use the first episode as an example, that's exactly what we wanted. We wanted to talk about things because I feel like in today's day and age, this can be a good thing, but I feel like it, it's also not always the best thing. I think the PC culture is going really far in certain aspects. And I think that when it comes to 
I don't know who's making the rules, right? And I don't know if it's a way of protecting Hispanic, Latin, Latinx people, but have the conversation with us first. I didn't learn that term until I started working in the media. But here in Washington Heights, where I live now, you never hear that word. So who's the word really for? So I just kind of wanted to talk about things that people aren't really talking about. And I want more of the episodes to be that way as well. But again, we don't want it to be preachy. We don't want it to be like, who are these? You know, we don't, we just want to share our opinions and where we're coming from, but we also just want to keep it light and fun. Sasha, I have to say, reading your bio, I was, I was pretty overwhelmed by the amount of loss that you've experienced in your life and like experienced yeah. as a kid. Yeah. Um, first your, your mom, um, then your grandma, who was raising you mm-hmm. um, and going back and forth between the DR and New York and just how, what that must have been like as a kid. You've said that comedy has the capacity to heal. Yes. And I wonder how it has done that for you. Um, being able to look within yourself, right? And understand that things happen to you and they're not your fault. But then you carry on, you carry this thing like it is your fault. You know, like I am responsible for all this loss in my life, right? Um, And that's like me just taking myself too serious. So I would always figure out a way to like turn that into something positive, right? Like... I don't have a mom. I have multiple moms now. Like, I, or maybe is it, I don't know if it's just that I'm a positive person or positive kids, but I was able to like just see things differently and just see the abundance of things that I do have. And I don't know if that's why I can see humor a certain way. And whenever I see someone going through struggles, I see it as like, okay, I've gone through struggles too. And if I can be... Um, if I can lead by example that we don't have to um, always uh, hurt ourselves. Like, how is that? Um, self, self, what is that called? Um, like self-destruction. We don't have to go into self-destruction and, and, and pity ourselves. I just feel like, okay, I went through all this loss. I can use as an example and I can use humor to like help people move through all of this. And I remember one time being very sad when I was a kid and I was just thinking like, I am going to use my voice to help people never feel alone. And that's why when I walk into a room, I don't know what you're going through. I want to give you a hug. I want to I want to be there for you. And even like if my followers come to see me, I don't know what they're going through and they're talking to me. I talk to them back and I try to be as present as possible. Maybe I'm not going to remember the conversation afterwards. But I was there and I held you and I want to let you know that things are going to be okay. Um, Dee, does that show up for you at all? Yeah, I mean, the thing about comedians, we all crazy. We all got problems, <laughs> like legit. Yeah. I got daddy issues. I got <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're all nuts. So um, I don't know. I, I'm lucky enough that I, I feel that I, I have dealt with some of my you know internal issues. But I feel like working them out on stage is... Something that's super important because I think a lot of us, if we feel ashamed about something or we're feeling bad about something, we think that we're the only people going through it. And then when you make light of it and a joke and people are like, yeah, I understand or I can relate to that. It makes you feel less alone. And it's also just very therapeutic. You let it go. Right. Like I'm still broke. I can't afford therapy. So comedy is my therapy in that sense. 
Uh, so yeah, like it's just, I, it's just a way to relate to other people and just if, if they've ever gone through anything similar to me or vice versa, I want us to know that we're there for each other. Right. Even if it's for just 10 minutes. It's just really hard for me coming in at this point of your story where like you are both clearly super talented, so ascendant to hear you each talking about each other, you know, to hear Sasha be like, no, D was the smart one. And D just be like, Sasha was mega artistic, that there was a moment where you were just going to go work in a hotel. <laughs> but we was making bank in the hotel. You I know, know. <laughs> we were making so much money, girl. We lived our lives. <laughs> we lived our lives. <laughs> nah, yeah, but I agree. Listen, Sasha, even before Instagram, she wanted to sing. She was doing, going to studios. And I feel like the, good, the, the thing that brings us together is our curiosity for the world and our want for something bigger, right? So even when we were still working there, like I dropped out of college. I couldn't deal with the math. Sorry. But we always were, we are dreamers. Like we've always been that way. And when we would work in the hotel, we would get out similar times. I would come to her apartment or, or um, vice versa. And we would sit down. We're like, okay, so this can't be it, right? Like we got to figure out a plan to get out mm. of it eventually. And we never knew what the plan was going to be per se, like the exact steps, but we knew we were going to get there. There's never been a thought in my mind that I, that I was going to do what I wanted to do in some way, shape or form. I didn't know what it was. I just put that trust into the universe as cliche as it sounds, but I was like, I'm not going to be here that long. Anything, anything you want to add? Anything you feel sort of goes missing in this narrative? I just also want people to see, like, I know that we've talked a lot about representing our communities and representing where we come from, and that's 100% what we want. But if anyone does take anything from the show is that we are best friends. And they, I want, uh, like, other girls with their friends to see, look at these girls. Like, they're just sitting, they're, cho- they're talking, they're pursuing their dreams together as best friends. And I want people to see the authenticity in our friendship. And I want them Absolutely. to be like, wow, like... You know, if there's two girls watching this from their couch or two sisters or two cousins, I want them to be able to think like, wow, look, they're not, you know, they're not white. They're not, you know, Harvard graduates or whatever. They're just two girls having a good time and just sharing who they are together. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, What I would say to people, because people always ask me this question of like, how do I get these followers? And it's like, you're asking me how you get clout. And it's just like, that's not the actual question you should be asking. It's like, you know, what should I do that I love to do? Like, what what is my calling, kind of? And I feel like comedy is my calling. Just be authentic, be you, and, and just put that first. Thank you both so much. This was awesome. Yo, thank you so much. Thank this you for great. having us, Thanks, as always, for joining us. Latina to Latina is executive produced and owned by Juleka Lantigua-Williams and me, Alicia Menendez. Virginia Lora is our managing producer. Cedric Wilson is our producer. Manuela Bedoya is our social media editor. We love hearing from you. Email us at hola at latinatolatina.com. And remember to subscribe or follow us on Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you are listening. And please, please leave a review. It is one of the fastest, easiest ways to help us grow as a community.
a little update on our March 27th live recording of Latina to Latina. You did it. You sold out our early bird tickets. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There is still time to grab your regular tickets while they last. Again, the details. We are partnering with our friends at Poderistas to bring you a conversation with New York Times bestselling author Sochil Gonzalez. It is happening at the William Vale in Brooklyn on March 27th. You can find the link to purchase tickets on our Instagram page at Latina to Latina or online at Alicia Menendez XO. I cannot wait to see you. 